This is Gloria Furman Grigg speaking. I'm the wife of Gordon Grigg. He's already recorded his history. I don't know how much we got on it, though, because the recorder uh, was, the little chip was full. Uh, I want to talk about him for just a minute. He has been a wonderful, wonderful husband for me. He has been a kind, loving, faithful in the gospel man. And um, he's always been an intelligent person and he's had a good sense of humor and everybody has loved him. He's just been a kind of person that everybody loves to be around. Now the reason I'm telling you this is because he is 84 now when he's recorded his history, he's 84, and he has dementia and uh, he gets confused. And so some of the things that, some of the memories that he, he has may not be exactly right. I'll try to clear up some of that when I, I talk about our family. Uh, this is uh, July the uh, 11th, 2016. And I'm going to give you uh, my history and my take on my life. I was born Thanksgiving morning, November 28th, 1935, and my parents were uh, Horace and Jesse Furman, and they had uh, eight children, and I was the second child in the family, an older sister, Wilma, and a brother just younger than me, Jean, and then the rest of the kids. We had a good family, it was a happy family, my parents were loving and kind and always there for me whenever I needed them to be. And I enjoyed my growing up years. I, I loved school. I was happy, I had lots of friends and enjoyed being with my family, my parents, my brothers and sisters. And it was an, not a very eventful life as a child but uh, it was a happy life, and uh, I enjoyed every bit of it. I, uh, when I graduated from high school, I was an honor student and uh, had lots of friends. Uh, I was, uh, I did a lot of singing, lots of places where I went, artwork, Music and art were my two favorite things to do, and reading, reading books. I love to read. I still like to read, but uh, sometimes I would climb up in a tree and read when I was supposed to be doing something else. But I enjoyed my life as a growing up. Okay, when I graduated from high school, my main goal was to go to BYU. I really wanted to attend BYU and go to school. And so I registered at BYU. My dad paid the fee for it. And um, I was looking forward to attending college at BYU, Utah. In um, August, I think it was August, July or August, I did a lot of singing around different places. And uh, in school, I did a lot of singing, and at church, I did a lot of singing. And I enjoyed singing, and people seemed to enjoy listening to me. I hope they did. Um, my dad had a brother named Searle, and he lived in Vail, Oregon. And his, his wife's parents were having a 50th wedding anniversary celebration. So he called and asked if I would sing for this 50th anniversary celebration. And my grandmother, my mom's mother, Grandma Olson, lived in Nyssa, Oregon. So my dad said that he would take me to the uh, 50th wedding anniversary celebration, and then I would stay all night with my grandmother in Nyssa, and then he would come and get me the next day. So we worked that out, that I would be able to do that for my uncle. Searle. When I went to this celebration, I did not know anybody, nobody, except my 
uncle and aunt. I knew them, but I didn't know anybody else. And so he was worried about me being alone, and he made arrangements for Gordon to uh, chaperone me. I just remember standing up and singing, and um, I didn't know where he was or who he was. And then he came up and introduced himself to me, and we had a nice evening, and they had a dance there too, and so we danced, and and he was a, a happy person, and I enjoyed being with him, and then he took me to my grandmother's. Well, I thought that's the last time I would see him. I didn't know that I was gonna see more of him. And my dad came and got me and took me back to Cuna, Idaho. That's where I lived, was in Cuna. And then I proceeded to think about going to college again and how excited I was. But he came to CUNA to see me uh, probably about three times. And, I, and we uh, had a good time together and enjoyed being together. And then I went to uh, Provo to go to BYU. In October, they had a, a general conference meeting and the meetings were in Salt Lake, and so he came to take me to the conference, and we went to the general conference together and spent a couple of days together, and again, we had a good time, and I enjoyed being with him. And so uh, in my prayers, I asked Heavenly Father if maybe he might be the person for me to marry, and if he was, that I would know it. But I just really just wanted to have a confirmation from my Heavenly Father if that's the way things should be. And uh, the last night that he was there, he gave me a ring and asked me if I would marry him. Because I had asked in my prayers, I had a good feeling that this is what I should do, so I told him yes. And then he left. He, uh, When he went on his mission, to the North Central States. At the same time, he got drafted into the army, and that was the time of the Korean War. But because of his mission call, they gave him a deferment and let him go on his mission. And but when he got home, he would need to go into the into the service because that was a commitment that he had made. Well, when he got back from his mission, the Korean War was over, and so. Uh, he did have to go, and after he asked me to marry him, he left to go to California for basic training. And then he was sent to Germany. Knew, he knew he was going to be going to Germany. So at Christmas time, I came home from school to spend Christmas with, with my family, and he had some leave time, and he came to see me in, in CUNA, and my dad said, if you're going to get married, Gloria, you ought to just go ahead and do it before he goes to Germany. My mother about had a heart attack. So we made arrangements and were married in a week uh, in the Idaho Falls Temple. That was the only temple that was open at that time. And this was the 29th of December, uh, 1954. So after we were married, he left and went to Germany and my dad bought me an airplane ticket and sent me to Germany to be with him. We lived in Germany for two years, and uh, I don't know if he made this clear when he was talking to you, but because he was such a good shot, he, he was put on a rifle team, and the whole time he was in Germany, he was on a team, competition team for the generals, and he, they won lots of trophies, and he did a really good job on this team, and he enjoyed it. And they traveled a lot to different places to do this. Uh, we had a room in one of the German family's home is where we stayed, <clears throat> and they were wonderful people, and we enjoyed being with them. But I, at that time, in 1954, or 1955, then it was, they didn't speak a lot of English in the country of Germany. So I took a class to learn German 
because I wanted to be able to talk to the pe people. And I did learn German, and I was able to talk to them and converse with them and read with them, and, and I enjoyed that language. My family, the Furman family, were from Bern, Switzerland, and they, and they did speak German there. That was a German province of Switzerland. And so I felt like I had some ties with my ancestors because I learned to speak German. We had a lot of friends in Germany and enjoyed being together in Germany and, and uh, spent a lot of time around the country, seeing different parts of the country of Germany. And like he said, it was a beautiful country. They had a lot of forests and all of the ground was cleared in the forest. There was no brush. No garbage, no nothing. It was all clean and beautiful, and their cities were beautiful. At the time we were there, the servicemen were in Germany to uh, keep the peace and help the people after the Second World War. There were still a lot of buildings that were bombed. It was sad to see so much destruction in the company that hadn't been cleared away yet. And we were able to see where the Germans had uh, persecuted the Jews, and it was sad to see that too. But when we, when we were there, the German people were wonderful to us, and they were happy to have peace in their country. We were able to go to Bern, Switzerland, and visit the town that my ancestors were from. And it was a beautiful town in Switzerland, and uh, we were able to go to Austria, we visited some castles on this trip. The, the castle in uh, Salzburg, Austria, was a beautiful castle. And another castle we went to was Neuschwanstein, which was a big fairy tale castle. And it was a beautiful place. So we were able to do uh, some traveling and see the country, and we enjoyed our time together. We lived there for two years. And then we came home, we uh, flew home to New York, and there Gordon bought a car, and we drove home from there. When we, on our trip home, I found that, uh, realized that I was pregnant, and we were so excited to have a baby in our family because we'd been married for two years. Um, we settled in Nyssa, Oregon, where he worked for a man who had a meat company and sold the meat and cut up some of the meat too and he learned all about meat at this place. Now at this time my dad worked for um, a furniture store in Napa, Idaho and they needed a salesman. So daddy asked Gordon if he would like to come and be a salesman at this furniture store. He decided this might be a good opportunity. So we moved to Nampa, and uh, he started working in this furniture store. And the partners in this furniture store were Leon Hales and Jack Madison. He learned the business really well and, and enjoyed it, and he enjoyed the people, and the people enjoyed him. He worked there for several years. And at that time, we had, or soon, we had uh, small children. We had Debbie and Tom and Lori and Bonnie when we lived in Nampa, four, four children. And we had a wonderful family, and we loved our children and enjoyed the time we had there in Nampa. And then Jack Madison decided that he wanted to break off from the Nampa store and, and do his own store in Boise, Idaho. And he asked uh, Gordon if he would come into partnership with him. He decided this would be a good opportunity. So he and Jack Madison opened up a store in Boise, furniture and appliance. It was both furniture and appliance, which the Nampa one was also. And so we moved to Boise then. And when we were in Boise, we had uh, Danny and Gordy join our family. So we had six children at the time, and he worked in this uh, 
furniture store for quite a while, several years. And then he decided that he would like to break off and have his own furniture store. Now, life to this point was wonderful. We were active in the church. He was uh, in the bishopric with uh, a wonderful man, Bishop Thomas, and he served in the bishopric for several years. We, were, uh, we had lots of friends and lots of family around. Uh, his dad and the lady that he married, Edna, they lived there in Boise, and, and Joanne, his sister, lived in Boise and some of our family, and we weren't very far from CUNA, so we got to see my family a lot. It was a wonderful, wonderful life that we were having, and I just thought to myself, I wonder what kind of trials I'm going to have, because to, to this point, I didn't feel like I had any trials. Well, he opened his store called Gordon's in Boise, and uh, he hired the men that he needed to help him, and he was doing really well. And finally, he decided that things weren't going the way they should. So Leland was in Pocatello, Idaho, and he called Leland, and, and this was several years after he'd had the store, and called him and asked if he'd come and check things out because things just weren't looking like they should. So Leland came and went through everything and checked it out and discovered now the people that he had hired were LDS and he thought he had a good crew. Well, the reason I'm telling you this is so that you'll know that he had a salesman that was taking things off of the floor and selling them and pocketing the money. He had no idea this man was doing this. And at the same time, he had a office guy and a bookkeeper, and he was stealing money from the store, and Gordon didn't know that. So as a result, the store was going downhill fast. And so because of this, he was sad, but he didn't want to take these people to court because they were LDS men. And he decided not to sue them. He, he fired them, but decided that the Lord would take care of their punishment, whatever he needed to do later when they passed away. So he let it go, and he fired them, and then he decided to just get rid of the store. <clears throat> well, to get rid of the store, he had to close out everything, and we had to, we lost our home, lost our business, lost everything that we had. But let me tell you something. Even though we lost all of our things that we had and our business, we were always faithful in the church. He never lost sight of the blessings that we had in the gospel and with our family. And we had a wonderful family. And so we decided to carry on and do the best we could and to be faithful in the church, which we were. And then he got a job in uh, Oregon, Pacific, no, it was... Uh, near Salem, Oregon, as selling uh, cleaning products. And he thought he would give that a try and see if he could make a living that way. Well, it was a nice place to live. We enjoyed it. The, the ward was wonderful. We had friends again. But he just decided that he wasn't making the kind of money that he should to support his family. Uh, I had a sister named Gaylene and her husband, Ron, and they had a job in the mines, Trona Mines, in uh, Wyoming. And they called and asked if he would like to come and work in the Trona Mines. So he applied for this job in the Trona Mines, and they hired him. And they moved us, the company moved us to Wyoming, to Green River, Wyoming. And he worked in the Trona Mines for several years. And uh, he did, he made a good living. And at this time, we had another child, Stephen, that was born to us. So we had seven children then. And he enjoyed working the Trona Mines, but it was 
hard, dangerous work. And a couple of times he did get hurt, but he didn't die, thank goodness. One time some roofing fell on him, and another time he was uh, working in the, one of the big carts, lost its brakes and went and hit him in the arm and broke his arm. So he's had some trials there, but, um, and, and then after he worked there for a few years, then um, he had an opportunity to, to go to, a, to work in an electrical business. Uh, Larry Richards owned an electrical business and he wanted him to come and work for him. So he quit the mines and went to the electrical business we still were in Green River, Wyoming, and he worked for him for several years and did really, really well. Liked the job, liked who he was working for. Larry was a wonderful guy. And uh, then after he worked there for several years, he had an opportunity to uh, buy an electrical business in Rock Springs. So he bought that, or bought into it to manage it. It was a uh, electrical business that he didn't own it, but he bought shares in it and managed it. And uh, that was his business to run. And he did a good job in that job and liked it really well and worked there for several years. So these are the jobs that he had. And, and he always had a job. He never did not have some kind of work. He was a good provider. He uh, loved his family and and we did well even though we had trials along the way we st still did okay and after he had worked there in this electrical business in uh, Rock Springs for a while for several years then he decided it was time to retire now all of this time after we had moved to Green River I opened up a preschool we built a home and in this home, we had a, a preschool area that was just for preschool, an entrance, a separate entrance for the children. And, and it was a nice school environment for the children. And I ran this preschool for 20 years. So that tells you about how long we were there. So for 20 years, I ran the preschool, and it was a good business. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the children. I was able to have Stephen home with me. I didn't have to go out to work anywhere and leave him. And the children, I was able to be home and take care of the family at the same time that I ran the preschool. Stephen was raised in that preschool from the time he was born. He was in the preschool till he went to school. And uh, all of our kids were good kids. They helped us. They were there for us. They loved us. They, we were a good, happy family. We did lots of things together. We enjoyed being together. We went fishing. We went camping. We went in the mountains. We took some trips, one to the coast in Oregon and one to uh, a couple of them to Disneyland. And we always enjoyed having our family with us. Gordon has a great sense of humor. Even now, he still has this sense of humor. He always made it fun for our children, and they loved him so much. He was their shining light in our family, and he still is. And uh, we had a wonderful, happy family, and the kids did good in school, and they did well. And. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about our kids in just a minute. But it was a joyful LDS family. All of us were active. We attended our meetings, did the things we needed to do. Gordon always had church jobs, and I did too. We both had church jobs uh, all of the time. We were faithful. We had temple recommends. We attended the temple. All of the things that make a happy family. And this all does make a happy family. To be happy in your home, and even though sometimes you might have hard times, keep the spirit with you. Be joyful and happy and faithful.
in the church and no matter what comes your way it you know there's another day and it'll all work out and be good as long as you do the things that you need to do to keep your family happy and to be faithful in the church now some of our children got married during the time that we were in green river and uh, when we left oregon debbie was a senior in high school and she wanted to stay there and finish her senior year, and so we let her do that. There was some LDS family that we knew really well, and they let her stay with them. And she finished her senior year in uh, Oregon. And um, then we went to get her and went to her graduation and brought her back to Wyoming. And she worked for a while and did good and stayed with us and was with us. And she finally decided to get her own little apartment there in Green River and had her, had her own place. But uh, at this time, she met a fellow named David Batchelor, and, and they got married in the temple and uh, started their family. And then uh, our son, Tom, he went on a mission to Tennessee. And when he came home from his mission, he had been, he had this friend, Lorena, Richards, which was Larry Richards' daughter, in high school, they were good friends. And when he got home, he decided that she was the wife for him. So he married Lorena, and they started their family. Uh, Lori was the next one. The Harmon family had moved to Green River a year before we did from Provo. And they had a, a wonderful family, and, and their, one of their sons was Alma. And Alma was a friend of Lori's and Tom's in, in high school, and they did things together. And then he went on a mission uh, to uh, Ohio and Illinois, spent his mission in these two places. And when he came home, he and Lori got together and decided that they would get married. And she was a little bit nervous about it, and. And Gordon told her that that was the thing that she should do because Alma was a wonderful man. He would make a good husband for her. And so she decided her dad was right. So she married Alma in the temple. And Tom and Lorena were married in the temple. All of our children have been married in the temple. And then uh, Bonnie Lee Hamblin went on a mission. The Hamblin family lived in Green River. And he went on a mission to uh, Canada. And when he came home from his mission, he and Bonnie were friends before they knew each other. And, and he dated Bonnie and decided she was the one for him. So they were married in the temple and started their family. Uh, Danny and Gordy were still young. Stephen was young. They were all young guys. And um, they all, Danny, when he graduated, he went to BYU. Well, he went on a mission to Spain, LDS mission to Spain. And then when he came home, he went to BYU. Gordy uh, went on a mission to uh, Ecuador. And when he came home, he went to BYU. Well, Danny didn't find anybody in BYU for him. And Gordy couldn't find anybody either for him. So Gordy came back when told Gordon that, and I that uh, there was a girl in Ecuador that he wanted to go back and get and marry. So we made the, got the finances together, made the arrangement for him to fly to, back to Ecuador. He flew back to Ecuador and brought, uh, her name is Gloria, and we call her Glory. And he brought her back, and they were married in the temple. After Danny graduated from uh, college from BYU, he went to Arizona to get his master's degree, and he met Andrea in Arizona. So he and Andrea were married in the temple. Now that just left Stephen in our family at home, and Stephen got a scholarship to uh, Wyoming, the Wyoming College in Rock Springs, a basketball scholarship. 
So he started college in, in uh, Rock Springs, but he decided it was just too much for him. He couldn't handle it all. And he was never one to sit still very long and study. He liked to be doing things. So he decided to drop out and he uh, just got jobs and tried to do the best he could. And he met a girl named, oh, first Brandy, yeah, and they started going together a little bit, but he got a mission call to Mexico. And she couldn't understand why he had to go to Mexico. She said, if you marry me, I'll be your convert and uh, I'll join the church. Well, she convinced him, so he didn't go to Mexico on his mission. And he married her, and then she decided she didn't want to have anything to do with the church. Well, they were married for a few years, and uh, it didn't work out. So then they were divorced, and they had one child, Nicole. And I'm going to stop here, and I will continue on later. When Gordon retired from the electrical business, Lori and Alma were living in Mountain View, Wyoming, and Alma was building a big lodge building, and, and he was running a restaurant in the building, and he had a lot of building to do and trying to run the restaurant, and so uh, I was still teaching the preschool in our home, and Gordon, when, when he retired from the electrical business, he and Alma decided that he could help him in the restaurant and let Alma spend more time building. So he drove to Mountain View every day and back again to Green River, which was about an hour's drive. And he uh, helped in the restaurant. He did a lot of the cooking and helping and he worked hard for Alma and Alma was able to do more building. <clears throat> He did this for several years, driving back and forth every day, and they really liked him and appreciated him, and the people in the uh, Bridger Valley liked all of his cooking and enjoyed visiting with him, and he enjoyed that too. After a few years, I was, my 20 years was up for teaching a preschool and running my own preschool, and I decided it was time to retire from that. So I closed up the preschool, and we decided at that time that we would go on a mission. So we put in our papers for a mission to the LDS Church. Alma said that he could manage without Gordon because he had helped him for a long time. And we got a mission call to Nauvoo, Illinois. So we went to, oh, and at this time that we got our mission call, Stephen and Brandy were having a really difficult time in their marriage. So Stephen decided to divorce her, and uh, they had a little girl, uh, Nicole. She was maybe two. She was really little. And we told him that we would support his decision and that we loved him and whatever he felt like was best, we would be behind him. So we left then for Nauvoo and we were missionaries in Nauvoo for two years. We uh, lived there in uh, an old time house, one of the original homes that were built, which was a small home, but it was nice for us. And we were sight uh, missionaries. That means we told the history of the different places where we were at and, and did demonstrations. And Gordon did a blacksmith a demonstration, made horseshoes, and he, and he worked in the brickyard and made bricks. And he worked in a print shop and did the printing. He, uh, all of the time that we were in Nauvoo, they were rebuilding the Nauvoo Temple. And he stood on a site there by the temple and told the people about the temple. And we worked in the, uh, in the main building when, where people came and we talked to them about the gospel. 
It was a wonderful time and we enjoyed our mission and the people there and that we served with and the people that came to Nauvoo. And it was, it was a, a good time for us. And some of our children were able to come and visit us. Alma and Lori brought Charity. She was a brand new baby and they brought her to Nauvoo so we could see her. And the missionaries called her the mission baby. And um, when our two years was, oh, and we went, uh, did, Gordon was in charge of doing Nauvoo on the road, which meant that we loaded up the different site things and took them somewhere else and set up so that they could see the, the demonstrations also of uh, the cooking and the blacksmith and the bricks and all of those things that they did. Now this is what Gordon did in Nauvoo and what I did was uh, I learned to spin on the spinning wheel and gave demonstrations of spinning. I learned to do pottery, make pottery on the wheel and I gave demonstrations on that and uh, we live, we told about the different prophets in their homes and uh, did all of these things in Nauvoo. While we were on our mission, we sold our home in Green River. So when our mission was finished, we came to Mountain View. And it was really nice to be back home and to see all of our family again. They all gathered around and we were really glad to see them and be closer to our family, but we did enjoy our mission. And so we stayed at Lori and Alma's place when we got back because Pop went back to work again to helping Alma. And one day after we'd been there for just a little bit, not too long, Gordon looked out the window and he saw Alma stepping off some land on the other side of their place and come to find out he was stepping it off to build us a home. We hadn't said anything to him about building us a home or anything. We just thought we'd try to find somewhere to live, but he wanted to do that for us. So he built us a log home and it's a beautiful home. And we have lived here for several years now. And thanks to him, we have a lovely home to live in and really, really appreciate the fact that he did that for us. And they're always here to do whatever we need as are our other children, but our other children live farther away. They're not close, but they all are here for us to help us if we need it. We had been home from the mission about a year, I think it was about, when we got a, a call to serve in the Ogden Temple as an ordinance worker. The, we, we were called to serve there for two days to, uh, as an ordinance worker. And so uh, one of the ladies there at the temple offered to let us stay in their basement because we worked one day and had to stay the night and work the next day and then we came home. And her name is Alice Lewis. She's a wonderful, wonderful lady. Her and her husband, Doran, opened up their house to us. And we had a they had a lovely basement, a lovely home, and we had a place in their basement that we could live, and we really appreciated that. That was nice. So we stayed in Ogden for two days and one night and did temple ordinance work, and it was wonderful to work in the temple. Everyone was so good to us and such a spiritual place to be, spiritual place to serve, and it was, it was as good an experience as Nauvoo was, a special experience for us. We worked in the Ogden Temple for five and a half years, for two days every, every week for five and a half years, and then Pop had a heart attack. And so we had to stop, he ended up in the hospital, and we had to be released, but we are glad that we were able to serve that long. And then uh, we came back to Mountain View and carried on with our life here. We just, he, 
still helped a little bit in the restaurant, and we were able to enjoy our home and be here with our family and have our other kids come and visit us also. Now I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Pop's health. He was always a healthy man in his lifetime, with, I mean, through the years, until one time when we were in Green River, he had a heart attack. And they uh, put some stents in his heart for that. And then when we were working in the temple, he had his second heart attack. And they did a triple bypass that, that time. And uh, his health has not been very good since then. He's able to do things, you know, and he got to feeling better. <clears throat> but um, then he had, um, not too long after his second heart attack, he had uh, infection in the gallbladder. So they thought they would remove the gallbladder and they took him in to do surgery to remove the gallbladder and uh, He's, his heart started to stop. They were losing him. So the doctor had to stop doing the surgery to remove the gallbladder, and he came out and told us that he wasn't able to complete the surgery because Pop's heart wasn't strong enough. And the doctor said, I'm so glad I can go home and sleep tonight and know that I didn't lose a patient. And of course, we were grateful too that we still had him. Uh, he has had health problems ever since and um, he's been in the oh and we did have a car accident that we were both injured and uh, were life flight it was in, we were traveling to Evanston and hit black ice it was the winter time and uh, lost he lost control of the car but we were life flighted to Salt Lake uh, to University Hospital, and we both had some recuperating to do, but we managed to do it. And then he had to be admitted into the, well, we both were admitted for a little while, but I was released before he was, to the Veterans Home uh, Rehabilitation Home in Ogden. And he was there for a couple of years and I was there for a short time, but I healed quickly. And so <clears throat> I stayed with a couple there in Ogden and walked to the, it was close to the veterans. And I walked there every day to be with him. And he slowly recuperated, but it was very hard for him. And he had uh, injury on in his head. And so he wasn't able to do a lot for a while, but he did recuperate. And at that time, we didn't think he was going to make it. He was not doing well for a long time until he finally came around and started doing better. Finally, he was able to come home, which we're very grateful for. But he's on and off. He's been failing, and then he gets a little bit better, and he fails again and gets a little bit better. So uh, at the beginning of this, I did tell you that he has dementia and um, gets confused, but it's because of the brain injury that he had. And right now, we're just so grateful to even have him here with us. We're, we're, we just want him to be here on this earth as long as the Lord will let him be here. So it's okay if he doesn't feel good, or it's okay if he's not able to do the things that he really wants to do. Just to have him here is a blessing. And at this time, I'd like to tell you how much I love him. He is my rock. He has always been, through all of the years, there for me. Anytime I needed him, and even when I didn't need him, he's always there. He always shows me love and consideration, and sometimes he gets frustrated with me if I do something he doesn't real happy with, but he still loves me. And I, if, I, if there's one thing I could tell my family, it would be no matter what the difficulties or the joys or the happiness in your family is, stick together, you and your companion. Stay together, show each other love. Pray night and day, we always have our prayers. 
attend your church meetings, attend the temple. Right now he's not able to go to the temple, but we've had many, many happy times in the temple. And maybe the time will come again when he's able to. But while you've got your health and your strength, enjoy your, your companionship together, enjoy your family, your children. Let them know that you love them and stay close as a family. Do things together. No matter what, that is what we're here on earth for, is to have our families and be close to them and prepare ourselves for the next life by doing the best that we can here. We want you to know that we love all of you, every one of you, so dearly. We have seven children. We have 47 grandchildren, and at this time, 47 great-grandchildren. So we have a large family, and every one of them are special. Everyone is a blessing to us that we're able to have this wonderful family. I don't know, Gordon did try to answer some of these questions that some of you asked, and I'm not sure what all got on the tape because it wasn't working very good. So I'm gonna go through a couple of these, and maybe you'll get what he said, maybe you won't. Uh, I hope you got the poems that he wrote because that tells a lot of his life story in these poems and I'm not even sure if that all got on. But Kyler says, Grandpa, could you tell us some stories about the cars you used to drive? He's always loved his cars. From the time that we were married and the time that I didn't know him, he's enjoyed his cars and it's, it's important to him to have a car. At this time in his life, he's not able to drive. And he's always been the driver for years and years in our family. He was always the driver. And he loved to drive. But now, I do the driving for him. But I don't drive in Salt Lake. I just drive around here. Anytime we need to go any far distance, somebody has to take us. <clears throat> but he still likes his car, and he's still glad that he has one. And uh, Gordy asked your best recipe, and I think he told you is chicken noodle soup. He made it when he was at the restaurant helping Alma. Everybody loved his chicken noodle soup. And uh, prime rib. He did a really, really good prime rib. And Kyler says, can you tell us about your first car? Well, he did tell you about the cars in those poems. <clears throat> what, and let's see, uh, what do you think makes your life successful? And what advice would you give on how we can be successful? The one thing I can tell you about Pop, about being successful, is he was always a hard worker. He always, always had a job to support his family. He always did his church jobs to the best of his ability. And he had many that he did. And uh, he worked for the, in the stake, and he worked in the wards, and he was in a bishopric. But he always did the best that he could do. <clears throat> um, Stick to your jobs, whatever they are, and you will be successful. Uh, Abby says, if you could have superpower, what would it be? And he couldn't think of anything. He just wanted to do it all, actually. <clears throat> he wanted to get it, do everything he could. And Abby says, what is one piece of advice that you think everyone should know? Well, I think probably... He, in fact, he had me write this down. I'll just read you what he said. Speak kind and gently to everyone, especially your mate. And uh, show love and compassion for everybody. And he always did that. He showed love to everybody. What was your time in Germany like? I talked about that some. Um, what was your favorite memory as a child? He talked about that too, about his childhood and the things he did. What was the best family vacation you have ever taken? We did a lot as a family together, and I've talked about that a little bit. But just being with a family and doing everything with them, whether it was fishing or up in the mountains or going to Disneyland or whatever we did, it was just fun to be together as a family. 
um, what is your favorite memory of your parents? And he I wrote this for him. And he said, um, anytime they were getting along well, which was seldom, he, he had a hard childhood with his parents that didn't get along. And, his, and uh, Kyler says, Grandpa, what advice would you have for a couple just starting their life together? And he had me write down, love your mate, don't argue, talk through any problems, don't, don't walk away mad. And that's really important. Talk through any problems that you've got. And always, always tell your mate that you love them. He tells me two or three times a day still how much he loves me. And I appreciate that. And I tell him that I love him too. Uh, what job did you like best in your lifetime? I don't know as there was one job that he liked best. At the time that he was doing a job, he enjoyed it, every one of them. He was just happy to be doing it. What is your favorite time or memory with your children? And he had me write, any time with the children were happy, because any time our children were happy, I was happy. And that was important to him, that our family would be happy. He did not like any arguing in the family. Not that they always got along, because they didn't. But when he was home, they, they really tried not to have any problems. Uh, what is the best memory of the most special thing you and mom have done together? And he had me write, any time we were together, even just to get a milkshake or anything, as long as we were just together. And that's important to him that we did things together. And still, still he wants to be together with me all the time. <clears throat> but one of the special times that we did together was to, we went to Hawaii. And we had a wonderful time in Hawaii, and that was a special time for us. <clears throat> Tell us about when you owned the furniture store, and I already talked about that. Tell us about when you were in the bishopric. Who did you serve with? Bishop Thomas was our bishop, and he really enjoyed uh, serving in the bishopric. In fact, he's enjoyed all of his church jobs, but he enjoyed the people in and, and the, and the ward and enjoyed being in the bishopric. And this one says, tell about Sunday chicken dinners, lopping off chickens' heads. Okay, we had chicken dinners quite often. When we lived in Boise, we had a little acreage and we were able to have chickens. We had a goat that the kids loved and uh, ponies and a couple of times and chickens. And, and so we would fix chicken dinners. Now, when he grew up on the farm, that was one of his jobs was to lop off the head of the chicken or cut it off or however he did it. And then we'd have to pluck the feathers off of them, clean the chickens really good, and have them for dinner. So that was his job, taking the head off. But the kids did a lot of the uh, taking, getting the feathers off, plucking the feathers off. And he would always clean the chicken really good so that we could have a good chicken dinner. And then every Sunday night, we would have... Uh, popcorn and watch Bonanza, the wonderful world of Disney. And we always made sure that our family watched good TV. If there was anything on that wasn't good, we didn't let them watch it. Or we didn't watch uh, bad movies, R-rated movies. We always tried to make sure that, that the things that we had in our home and the things that we watched were good. And we always tried to have a happy home and to live the best we could. We had family home evenings, sometimes sporadically, not always every Monday, but we tried to the best we could. And our kids were always active in sports and doing things and busy all the time, which they really enjoyed. Um, I might tell you, Gordy was a good soccer player. He loved soccer, and to this day, he and his family are soccer players. His children are good soccer players, and he coaches soccer. Uh, Danny 
liked to run. He was a runner, and he enjoyed running with us, with the schools. And Tom, he worked most of the time. He didn't really get a chance to be in a lot of these sports, but he was always active and enjoyed doing what he could do. Stephen was a basketball player. He played football also, but he excelled in basketball. He was one of the star basketball players of the high school, and he enjoyed that. And so to this day, his children are in sports, and, and they love basketball and baseball and those type of things. And, and Stephen is a coach at this time for the high school boys basketball team, and he really does enjoy that. It takes a lot of time for him to do that and time from his family, but he enjoys it, and I hope the family appreciates that he can do that and that the kids really do like him. And it's not easy, I know. Um, this is Gloria Grigg speaking again. The chip filled up on this recorder, and it stopped somewhere when I was talking about Stephen, and I'm not sure exactly where it was at, so I'm going to maybe repeat some of it, but I was talking about our children, and I, was, I, I had talked about the other children too, but I don't know if they were on that one or not, or if it got, or if I said it after the recorder stopped recording, so I may repeat some of these things. But uh, I was t telling about Stevens being a basketball player and in high school, and, uh, and he got a scholarship for college, but he's not much of a student, and he didn't want to stay in college, so he dropped out. But anyway, he has been a wonderful basketball player, and it has been his greatest desire to play and to keep playing basketball. And now he is coaching the high school uh, boys basketball team, which he enjoys very much. And I think I said this, but uh, it's been hard on his family because he's gone a lot. But I hope that they realize that he does love his family very much. And he enjoys these boys on the basketball team too. And he won't be coaching basketball forever, but he will have his family forever. So I hope that he'll realize how important his family is also. Uh, we love Stephen very much, and Chris Ann, his wife. He, I, I told how he divorced Brandy, and then he found Chris Ann, and she's been a wonderful example to him and wife to him, and they have five children that are beautiful children. And he has a, he's very blessed that he has this family and he's blessed to have the gospel and a temple recommend. And we're proud of the things that he has come around to do in his life and that he's doing the things that our Heavenly Father would want him to do. I don't know if, if it got on the chip with the other boys, so I'm just gonna, or children, I'm gonna go ahead and tell a little bit about him. Um, Debbie, we lived in Oregon when Debbie was a senior in high school, and she wanted to finish her senior year there. We had some good friends in the ward, and they offered to let her stay with them her senior year, which she did. We missed her very much in our home, but she was happy to be there and finish her senior year. And when she came to uh, Green River, Wyoming. After we Well, we went to Oregon to get her, and we attended her high school graduation and, and um, thanked our good friends for all that they had done for her, and then we brought her home to Green River, Wyoming. Um, she got a job. Well, she went to school, to a special school, and, and learned to uh, be a medical secretary and she got a job with one of the doctors there in Green River and had a good job. She stayed with us for a while and then she got her own apartment. And she met David Batchelor and they were married in the temple. And uh, she has um, 
four, th let's see, I gotta stop and think, Debbie. She has four, she has four children and they are wonderful children and she has a great family. David has passed on now and she's carrying on by herself. She works at the uh, McKD Hospital in Ogden as being in charge of a group of people for the clerical work that they do. And we're proud of Debbie and we love her very much. Tom uh, married Lorena Richards when he, well, he went on a mission to Tennessee. And when he came home, he had known Lorena in high school and he came home and, and they seemed to get along and so he married her. And uh, in high school, he loved all of the sports, but he had to work too. So he spent some of his time working and uh, he's a wonderful son and we love him and they have six children and they have a, a wonderful family and they live in Denver, Colorado. Oh, I didn't tell you. Stephen lives in American Falls, Idaho with his family. Uh, Lori and Alma, they live in uh, Mountain View, Wyoming with their children. Some of their children, most of them are raised. They have uh, uh, three left at home now. But they have a, uh, I th and I think I told you this, but I'm not sure. They, uh, Alma is, has a rest, has a complex of cabins and a big lodge building. And they rent these out like a motel. And he used to run the restaurant, but he doesn't do that anymore. They have Chinese people who have a Chinese restaurant restaurant and they have a wonderful family and he's very busy building. He's, he built all of the cabins and he built our home, which I think I told you. And he's working now on a house for their family, building it. They have, uh, they had 13 children. One little girl died right after she was born. Her name is Amy and they have 12 living children. And they are a wonderful family, too. They're all active in the church and doing the things that they need to do. Um, Bonnie married Lee Hamblin. He, she met him in Green River, and they live now in Meridian, Idaho. And they had seven children, or they have seven children. And they have a wonderful family, too. And, and they have a... Uh, they're very blessed with all of the blessings that they are in need of. And then Danny, he was a runner in high school. He liked to run and, and uh, excelled in, in running. And he um, met his wife in Arizona when he was, where he was going to school for his masters. And her name is Andrea. And they have seven children, and they have a wonderful family, and they live in Hines, Oregon, and where he is an administrator to a hospital there. And they are doing wonderful, too. And then there's Gordy. He was a soccer player in high school. He loved to play soccer, and he was very good at it. And uh, he went on a mission. Oh, I didn't tell you, Danny went on a mission to Spain and he enjoyed his mission in Spain, and he even took Andrea to Spain to show her where he had served a mission a couple of years ago. Um, Gordy, after he uh, finished high school in his soccer, <clears throat> enjoying that, he went on a mission to Ecuador. And he had a good mission in Ecuador, and when he came home, he went to BYU, and for a few months and then he came to his dad and said, there's a girl in Ecuador that I need to go back and get. So we gave him the money to fly to Ecuador and to bring her back. Her name was Glory, well her name is Gloria, but we call her Glory. And she's a wonderful gal and has made him a good wife and a good mother. 
they have uh, five children, and they live in California, and he works for a telephone company, AT&T Telephone Company. And he still loves his soccer that he played in high school, and so now he's coaching a soccer team, and he's been coaching soccer for several years now. And his all of his children are good soccer players, too. And that kind of catches you up on our family, I think. I'm not sure, but I hope that I didn't leave anything out that I've said before. Oh, how important I am. Well, whoever does the editing, they can take these crazy moments out. They don't need to be in there. Because that's the way I am. I ramble. I'm a rambler. I get started yakking, and I go on and on and on and on. In fact, the you who are listening to this tape, I hope you've got all day because it's going to be about four hours. I'm just kidding. I tried to get a smile out of my wife, but I didn't get one. <laughs>